My most requested topic right now is dealing with anxiety during pregnancy and the early stages of motherhood. And so that is what we're going to dive into today. But these tips and tricks and things to consider are going to be beneficial for everyone. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I'm a licensed therapist, online mental health coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. For so many reasons, I have been dying to record this particular podcast episode, but I knew it needed to deliver. And so I've been sitting on it for so long. So thank you for your patience to everyone who has asked me to speak on this because we are finally doing it. So on my journey, I am three days two and a half more like away from our due date and he is still cozy in there we are still chilling at home doing our thing getting ready for him but I thought this would be the perfect time before my life totally turns and who knows when that could happen so we are finally recording this episode today and I want to address a lot of things so Please hang in there with me. There are so many things to consider with this topic because there are about a million and one reasons why you might be having pregnancy or motherhood or or parenthood anxiety in the first place. There's previous loss. Right? If you are someone who really struggled to get pregnant or to become a parent and start a family and you've experienced loss in the past, you know, I think a lot of people share about their rainbow babies and you know, getting pregnant after loss and all of that stuff, but that fear of something you've already experienced happening again is so valid. Think about it in the ways it shows up, even in small ways in your life. You know, were you ever in a car accident, like a a fender bender, you know, you're on your way to work and someone rear-ended you or something. Now, every time you drive past that spot, you're going to just have that moment of anxiety or like, whew, man, remember when that happened? Okay. Now multiply that by tens of thousands and think about what previous loss feels like and how that might be causing you anxiety in starting this family for yourself again and trying and putting yourself out there and knowing you could potentially be disappointed or let down and hurt and have to grieve all over again. Okay, that's a huge source of anxiety that needs to be addressed right off the bat. Um, And even if that's not the case, maybe you're like, well, I've never been pregnant before, but I'd like to start a family and that's still a huge, huge fear that I have. 
Of course it is. It is a very real possibility for a lot of women to experience a loss, a miscarriage, uh, you know, uh, things happen, things beyond our understanding that we may never know. We may never get a clear answer as to why the first test we took said pregnant and the next one no longer did, you know, why we made it so far, so many weeks into pregnancy and the baby didn't make it, you know, like there's just so much that can happen. And even if you haven't personally experienced it, I guarantee 100% of people listening to this know someone who has experienced that kind of loss, know someone who it was debilitating for that loss, you know, it completely changed their life. And watching someone else experience that pain, you know, we tend to be empathic creatures. And so witnessing that in someone else causes us to feel anxious, that we could potentially experience that same level of hurt. And that's coming from this place of fear, you know, like, I really hope that doesn't happen to me because I don't know how I would handle it. So that is another huge factor in how anxious you might feel going through this process. Now, let's say you are, you know, past your first trimester, the throwing up has stopped, you're starting to feel a little bit better. And you are, you know, going about your business, but now you're kind of starting to think about this child coming into your life and preparing for that. This is one of the biggest transitions of your life if you should so choose to, you know, become a parent in any way, shape, or form. Taking on responsibility for a whole ass other human is horrifying, right? Up to this point, you have made decisions in your life based on what is best for you, unless you're a people pleaser, long-term people pleaser like I have been, then maybe you think about what's best for everybody else (laughs) and you come second. But jokes aside, you are used to living your life, doing things your way. And now you have to figure out how you're going to add a whole other human into that equation. And what are their needs? And how do you protect them from the things that you experienced? That is the number one thing that parents think about is how do I make sure that my children have it better than I did? That is the number one goal as a parent. How do I make sure that they have less emotional pain? How do I make sure that they have better access to resources? How do I make sure that they are thriving and successful and happy Right? I'm not saying that we didn't all have those things, but we want them to have it more. We want our children to be even better off than we were, even if we had a great experience. But there's certain things we want to protect them from. And so we start thinking about that. How do I do all of that? Right? How do I ensure that I don't damage my kids? And by the time you're becoming a parent, usually you're, start, you're starting to be able to see your parents in a different light. That they never intentionally, in most cases, I'm speaking in most cases, they didn't intentionally mean to harm you, but maybe they had unhealed trauma wounds of their own and they bled all over you because of it, because they didn't address what was going on with them. 
you know, they, we can look at them now and say, yeah, I can see that they were doing the best that they could given what they have, but they still unintentionally harmed me. And I want to make sure I'm not doing that to my kids, but how do I guarantee that? And there is no guarantee, but the fact that you're even considering it means you're on the right track. So that's very anxiety provoking. Now, the biggest thing I want to touch on with this topic is the fact that parenthood is one of those things that anybody and their mother thinks they can comment on, okay? You will receive so much unsolicited advice and feedback and opinions during this time. And it's not going to stop once the baby gets here. I already know it won't. Everybody wants to tell you what they think is best. And so here's where the problem with that is. Because it's not an inherently bad thing at all. Okay? We need advice. We need support. We need that community feeling that reminds us we are not alone. We are not the first parent to ever exist. We are not the first parent to ever be anxious about this new experience. Okay, we need other people to tell us what worked for them, what didn't work. You know, what are the must-haves, must-dos, what can I steer clear from? What's helpful, what's not? And then the problem is we take in so much even if it was unsolicited even if it's your your aunt's best friend who follows you on instagram sliding in your dms telling you you know here's here's just one thing i will say you know and you're like i didn't even ask but okay and you know oh don't forget to think about this and you're like all right you know what (laughs) what thank you um is that your voice needs to matter on this journey. If you're feeling anxious and unsettled and really fearful of this process, there's a good chance it's because you are so tuned into what everyone else is doing, how everyone else has been a parent, and you're forgetting that innately, intuitively within you, You are already prepared to be a parent. That if no one shared any piece of advice with you or gave you their opinions or, you know, reflected with you on what was helpful and what was not in their experience, that you would be okay because it's an instinct. Becoming a parent for the majority of people is so instinctual that you will just know what to do. You will know how to read your baby's cues and your needs. And this is where in this episode, this is not just for people um, embarking on the parenthood journey. This is for everybody. You instinctually and intuitively know how to live your life. The problem is, everyone else's voices get louder than yours. You start putting other people's opinions and perspectives up on a pedestal and listening to those and valuing those more than your own voice. And so then you feel really anxious trying to live up to someone else's 
instinctual, you know, behaviors, like what they did and what was best for them and their family without considering what was best for you in your situation. And so this, this desire to get so much feedback and advice can be more harmful than good. Now, don't get me wrong. Knowledge is power, but I need you to be in charge of that knowledge. Just like with anything, whether you are choosing a new car to drive or the college to attend or, you know, the career to apply for or starting a family, I need you to have the knowledge and resources and support to make a good decision about any of those things. But that looks more like researching and information gathering and honoring what you need to do to feel like you're making a good decision more than asking someone else, do you think this is a good idea? Or what do you think about this? What are your thoughts about this? Because then you're just putting the burden of making this decision on someone else. And we want to have the power. We want to be in control of our decision making. Okay, so if you're someone who left high school and went to a college because your significant other or your best friend was going there and it sounded like it'd be a good time, you might be someone who struggles with independent decision making skills. If the last car that you bought was because um, a coworker got that car and you thought it looked cute, you might struggle with decision making skills because That is such a personal decision. And the same thing goes with starting a family. At what age you choose to do so, whether you're in, you know, what kind of relationship you're in and how you decide to do so, all of those things, that's so personal. So you need to be doing research on, you know, what is the, what is it like becoming a parent? Reading some books, um, looking to studies and checking in on your own personal health needs. Like, is my mental health in a place to be starting a family right now? Is my physical health in a place to be starting a family right now? Is my emotional connection to my partner, should I so choose to have one in this process with me, in the place that it needs to be right now? Is my financial status in a place that it needs to be right now? Like these are the things we need to be considering because what tends to happen? We get stuck in comparison and this keeping up with the Joneses, right? So I'm at an age where all my friends are getting married. So I'm really like pushing my significant other to propose because I feel like at this point we should be getting married by now. And then from there it's, oh, now my friends are having babies. And so I feel like, you know, we need to really start talking about having children because that feels like on the timeline where we should be at right now. I want you to just pause and say, am I making decisions that best reflect what is needed in my life? What's going to best serve my life and my partner's life if I so have one? Or am I making decisions based on the opinions that are likely unsolicited from the people around me? 
Nobody's opinion can carry more weight than your own. It is debilitating and so anxiety provoking because now they have set an expectation. Okay. This really interesting thing is happening in my pregnancy because I want to have an unmedicated birth. I will be at the hospital, um, but it's really important to me that I see what my body can do. And that freaks people out. Okay, people are having a really hard time with that. Um, there have there's been a lot of support too. Don't get me wrong, and you guys know I share everything. So you know you could totally keep this to yourself if you decide to go this kind of path um, or whatever your birth plan is. Just keep it to yourself is my best advice because everybody wants to share their horror stories with you, and it it's just not cute. So. I've been sharing um, probably since about my second trimester that it's really important to me to see what my body can do and have a natural unmedicated birth. And so, and anytime I say natural birth, um, I just want to reiterate that all birth is natural, right? However your baby needs to get here in a safe and healthy way is natural. So um, if I miss speak at all and um, don't, you know, say uh, natural unmedicated, um, just know that all birth is natural. And I simply mean in my experience, I am trying for an unmedicated natural birth. So anyway, as I've shared this with people, you know, there's eye rolls, there's big size, there's, oh my God, you're more of a woman than I'll ever be. You like, good for you. I could never, oh no, give me the drugs, you know, whatever. People want to make their comments. And it's very fear-based and to say things like that to someone with an anxiety disorder has been really difficult to navigate because now every time someone projects their fear onto me, I have to do the inner work to process through that and not take on ownership of their experience. Okay, because somebody told me that birth was the worst experience of their life and, you know, they had to get an epidural and then they ended up with a C-section anyway and then all of this stuff. So just keep an open mind because you never know what will happen. When people say things like that, I have to filter through their experience. So I have to hear it through a filter and say, that was your experience, and it was unique to you, and I will not claim your fear. I am claiming confidence, and a sense of peace, and calm, and trust for my body. Yes, I know that I need to be open-minded to whatever gets our little boy safely into this world. 100%. And at the same time, I am so much about empowerment that I need to believe and trust that my body can do what it needs to do with the literal other hundreds of thousands of women who will be happening to give birth at the same time as I am. Whenever that happens across the world, hundreds of thousands, if not more women are going to be giving birth everywhere, right? And so many of them will be doing so with 
unmedicated means. So many of them will be doing so in bathtubs in their homes. So many of them will be doing so via C-section. So many of them will be doing so, you know, whatever the case might be. So I need to stick to what feels good and aligned for me and my journey. Now, that's not to say that you're like, that's great, Jacqueline. My journey feels like I'm going to need an epidural. So I'm going to the hospital when those contractions start and I'm getting that epidural and, you know, I'm getting the, the means to help move labor along and I'm, I'm doing whatever I need to do to get that baby out as painless as possible. Okay, that's great. I love that for you. You need to own whatever that part of your journey looks like for you. If you go into this experience with the expectation of someone else and their journey and what it looked like for them, oh man, this is never going to work. You know, I've already had certain medical interventions that, you know, something I had during an appointment last week that initiated labor for my best friend. It did not initiate labor for me. Should I feel disappointed or like less than because we have different bodies and her journey was different than mine? No, because I need to honor my journey. I need to honor that my little guy will come when he is ready. My body is, it knows what to do. And that's what I am trusting in and believing in. And so when you think about your anxiety related to starting this family, bringing this baby into the world, whether your anxiety is related to the labor and delivery process or what happens after, inherently, you already know what to do. You know how to be an amazing parent and meet your child's needs because you are so whole and worthy and good just the way that you are. But if you keep trying to live up to everybody else's expectations and what they think is best for you and your new family, you will never overcome this sense of anxiety. I am telling you with 100% certainty that so much of your anxiety right now around this entire experience and, and even if you're not having a family but just in your life right now, It is based on the expectations of other people. So if you can get to a place where you're setting your own expectations, where you're honing in on your own desires and what feels good to you, you will reduce so much of that anxiety just by taking back control of your thoughts, your thinking, your feelings around Having individual experiences that don't need to look like everyone else's. My practical tips for working through our anxiety during pregnancy sound really similar to any other season of life. And that's sleep, movement, and mindfulness. Okay? I want you to really... Put emphasis, especially on this season of life, on those few things. I'm not saying you need to do the 75 hard challenge where you are like drinking a gallon of water a day, you're working out twice a day, you're doing all of these things. No, this is not the time to be taking on like a new like diet or workout plan, but you need to be moving your body. 
you need to be sleeping, whatever it takes, talking with your doctor, you know, napping as much as you can. You have to understand the changes your body's going through with all of the hormones. And, um, you know, you maybe are a historically good sleeper like I am, and now you're finding that you can't really sleep at night. And so trying new things, um, melatonin or um, Unisom or magnesium with your doctor's permission, of course, but finding ways to help calm your body at night, because if you're getting up to go pee a million times, that's exhausting, but you have to be finding ways to sleep. Sleep is so vital in regulating our emotional state. If you are getting, you know, already you're only in your pregnancy stage and you're only sleeping two hours a night, your mental status is not going to be great in regulating your anxiety and your emotions during this time. So I really want you to place priority on getting good sleep. And then of course, being really mindful, taking the conversation we've had today and using it to reflect, to journal, to think about how do I want to live an empowered mindset during this season of life? What's important to me? How, what would my ideal birth plan and then parenthood experience look like? What would, you know, um, how would I feel during this time? What's important to me? What do I value? And reflecting on those things so that you can find your voice again. So it's not just what other people have been telling you and their advice and their opinions and how you should do things, but also finding and reconnecting to your voice. What do I value? Okay, let's say, you know, the breastfeeding versus formula conversation. What do you actually want to do? Because I guarantee so many people have said why they used formula or why they decided to breastfeed and and it hit something, it hit kind of a nerve for you because you thought, oh, that's a really good point and I hadn't considered that. They must be right. Well, think about your experience and your, in relation to your journey, what do you need? Not just what worked best for everyone else because what worked for them might not work for you, but you have to hone in and listen to that voice. Otherwise, your baby's gonna get here and you're gonna feel so frustrated because you're trying to do what everyone else did rather than what you innately know that you and your baby need on this journey. Okay, that these reflections are true for other seasons of life too, right? The job that you were contemplating going after and... Your friend says, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think you'd be happy with blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, yeah. And then you don't go for it. And two months from now, you're really kicking yourself because you can't stop thinking about that job and wishing you would have applied for it because you think it would have been a really good fit for you in your life. We need to start taking responsibility and accountability for making our own decisions. That empowered mindset frees us from so much anxiety when we are in the driver's seat, when we are in control and of our fate, our destiny, our futures. That's all we want. Our anxiety hates the unknown, the unpredictable. It feels chaotic and out of control. And so if you can purposefully bring a sense of control back to your life, you will 
inevitably reduce that anxiety. hope this has been helpful. I hope it was enlightening and empowering on your journey. If it was, it would mean the world to me if you shared this with a friend who you know might need to hear these same things. You guys are amazing. I am so grateful for our time together and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.